Hey guys, and welcome back to the You Know The Drill podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Faris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is a podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, make sure you follow us on Spotify at You Know The Drill podcast and our Instagram too. And also, don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel. Thank you. Great. So today we are joined by our friend and colleague, Tane Kokanie. Um, and we're going to be chatting a little bit about the fear of litigation in dentistry and also a little bit about how an app called TapNote is changing the game with regards to clinical note-taking. Um, so without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Tane. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I know this has been in the pipeline for quite some time, so thanks for being patient and, <laughs> and finally having me. Really appreciate it. No worries, no worries. We know we're, you know, you're a full-time worker, so we appreciate the time, <laughs> which is going to be a fun little topic we'll talk about soon. But yeah, just for our listeners and watchers, Tane, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so like Barris and Robbie, I'm also a fourth-year dental student at King's. Um, yeah, so I mean, we've been, been in, at dental school together uh, for the last few years, uh, finally starting to see patients now, which is great, um, getting stuck into the degree that we signed up for. Uh, yeah. post-covid so we're, we're enjoying it having a good time um outside of dentistry i do a bit of work in the dental industry um with with a company called bryant dental um for those of you who haven't heard about it it's a it's a you know a dental technology company um facilitating excellent dentistry essentially that's what what our aim is to try and give dentists the tools to to you know work at their best capacity um and I'm also lucky enough to be uh, currently the student president at the Dental Society at King's, um, which has been a lot of fun over the year. Very nice. Very interesting. All right. So um, I've got a little quote from a, from, a, from a paper I found on the BDJ. Um, so I'll just read it out and then we'll have a bit of a discussion about it. So um, issues relating to regulation and fear of litigation were deemed to be the most stressful aspects of being a dentist. Um, and this is in a paper by Colin et al, published in 2019. So from this quote, from this article, um, we can see litigation causes a lot of stress for dentists. Um, why do you think there's a large fear among dentists regarding litigation? I think firstly, it's pretty difficult to look past the stats. Um, in the last five years, there's been a, a 700% increase in the number of investigations into dentists, um, which is a pretty, pretty scary figure if we think about it. Um, I think dentistry is stressful enough, you know, dealing with um, patient demands. Um, you want to provide the best uh, best quality of care for your patients. Um, yeah. You know, you've got people in the waiting room building up if you're running a bit late and it all just gets a little bit stressful. And then on top of that, you have these increasing rates of litigation, um, which, you know, have potentially have the potential in, in the worst in the worst scenarios um, to get you, you know, struck off the register. Um, of course, you'd have to do something pretty drastic for that to happen. But it is a possibility, um, and that is, you know, ever looming. Um, so it's it's a little bit, you know, worrying for dentists to to know that this is going on uh, in the background. Um, I mean, the GDC annual report said there were over a thousand um, investigations into dentists last mm. year. If you think about it, there's about thirty thousand dentists in the UK. Um, so one in thirty dentists each year is going to face uh, some sort of uh, some sort of litigation. And yeah. if you then extend that over a career of thirty or forty years. Um, every dentist will will face this at least once. So it's rather than you know a concern, it's almost an uh, an inevitable inevitability. Um, so it is something that we should all you know always be aware of. 
but it does trickle into to you know our daily daily working lives um so it is a constant source of you know low level stress going on in the background mm. Mm. yeah i think it's i think also when we first started dental school i think we had like a talk we got like a leaflet from the ddu like the dental defense union and yeah. that's when it kind of struck in my head i was like okay wow litigation is, is a it is serious and uh, <laughs> exactly like, and we just started dental school we're like i don't even know what you know enamel is um and i always get robbie telling me as well how he's stressed about litigation but you know <laughs> litigation is a scary thing um how how detrimental can it actually be for a dentist i think massively so um, as i mentioned it's it's dentistry as a profession is already stressful enough particularly if you know you're in that NHS environment where you're seeing high volume of patients throughout the day, you need to stay on top of things and each of them, you know, have their own demands. Um, they might be in, you know, severe pain, they might have, um, you know, other other issues. Um, and your primary aim is, of course, to solve it for them. But you have limited time, limited materials. Um, it, it becomes a very, very stressful thing. And it's very difficult uh, to leave work at work and, and, and you know, home at home. Yeah. Uh, both of those do often intersect um, and it can trickle into your to your daily lives. Yeah. Um, there was a pretty shocking study a couple of years ago that showed that it was a pretty decent sample size as well, two, two to three thousand dentists. So that's roughly you know ten percent of the, the dental population in the UK. Seventeen um, percent of them had seriously contemplated suicide. Now oh, yeah. that is quite shocking and and quite scary. It does sound pretty extreme. And, and sorry to get quite dire. I know we've meant to be a pretty chilled out podcast um but but it is you know something which is of serious concern yeah no i mean it, it raises mm. a, a very strong point um you know and it, it, it needs to be something that we're all made aware of and we kind of need to be able to deal with it if if it does happen because like you said it can affect your mental health it can affect your family life and it can it can lead to a vicious cycle potentially um, and impact on your work as well. You know, things can start spiraling mm. out of control potentially, which is very, a very dangerous territory. Um, I think, I, I think it's particularly pertinent for, for us as dentists, just because of the way that uh, we're viewed in the public eye. Um, <laughs> we're looked at maybe, you know, less favorably than doctors. Um, I don't think there's the same level of sympathy for well, the work that we do. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Miguel Stanley in Portugal talks about this quite a lot in his mm. talks. He talks about how, you know, in the media um, and in the entertainment industry, you know, in movies, that dentists are often portrayed as almost fake doctors. Um, and that reduces, firstly, the level of respect, but then also um, reduces the, um, you know, how impactful or how, um, how important our work actually is. It reduces mm -hmm. that, that, the view of that in, in the public eye. So it kind of contributes to this image of, you know, dentists being greedy, money hungry. Um, and then it's, it makes us almost an easier target morally for the public to, to want to target. Um, I mean, if you just quickly Google dental litigation, you'll see, you know, hundreds of adverts from, from solicitors saying, you know, no win, no fee. Um, this is how much money you can get back from your dentist, et cetera, et cetera, which is not great at all for anyone. At the end of the day, we're in the healthcare industry. We're just trying to help people. Um, but because, you know, we're naturally more privatized than, than the medical industry. Yeah. Um, it, it does lend to that, to that kind of view of us. Yeah. And I, th I think, um, it's very important to, you know, have this, this, you know, the two sides of dentistry, because mm. you know, obviously on the podcast and online, when people are looking at dentistry, it's like, okay, cool. 
this is the good, these are the good things about the career. But there's also a lot of things that you have to consider that are not so great. Things that can be really, really detrimental, not just to your, you know, your career in terms of just being a dentist, but also your personal life. Like as Tane was saying, these things don't just stop at work. Doesn't just stop at work. Like it can sometimes keep going into your personal life as well. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's sad to hear, but at the same time, I think it's important to be aware of the problem because when people have greater awareness, there's a better ability to kind of combat it and try our best to, you know, remedy and find a solution. Yeah. Um, and just, I think, yeah. I think we've, we've been very quick to get pigeonholed into quite a dire yes. <laughs> um, which, which is, uh, which is not great. And I know not a lot of your, uh, your listeners are, are, you know, are school are at school and they're looking to apply to dentistry. So please don't get put off. Yes. The reason we've been pigeonholed into this is because we are talking about specifically litigation. Yeah. Um, it, there are a lot of benefits to the profession. Um, you know, you get to carry out great work. You get to yes. use your hands. Um, you get to be artistic, speak to a lot of interesting people, meet a lot of interesting people. There's a lot of gratitude as well. It's not all bleak. Uh, we're just focusing on that element at, at the minute. So don't get put exactly. off. By there you go. That's good. That's our little disclaimer now. <laughs> if anyone says, why is this the most negative episode? Like, no, it's just, it's just another way of thinking about things. Um, and yeah, let's, let's kind of talk about like more like an, in, in a factual way. So like, what does litigation actually involve? So what aspects of clinical practice can, you know, you be sued for basically? There's quite a few, uh, quite a few elements, obviously, primarily um, you, you look at, you know, clinical competency um, and, Professor Paul Tipton did a very good uh, interview where he, he, you know, he ran through some of the common things that dentists get pulled up of, pulled up on um, with regards to competency. Mm-hmm. First one is periodontal disease. Um, so improper diagnosis of periodontal disease or a lack of periodontal diagnosis. Um, yeah. And then lack of treatment for it, uh, leading to patients losing teeth. If you think about it from a, t- a patient's perspective, what is the one thing that they're most afraid of is probably losing teeth, right? Um, or the thing that can have the biggest impact on them. So for them to lose teeth as a result of improper or a lack of diagnosis and lack of treatment uh, for periodontal disease is is obviously going to upset mm. them uh, and make them more likely to, to raise concerns. Um, secondly, um, the other one was then regarding extractions. So if a patient isn't necessarily made aware of all of the other options that they have to potentially save the tooth, um, even though they might not have a great prognosis, it might be worth trying it out. Um, if they're not aware of these and the tooth is just taken out, this can then again upset them when further down the line they realise that oh, potentially the tooth could have been saved. Um, so mm. it comes down to, you know, what what you've got to think of it backwards. What is a patient most likely going to be upset mm. about? Um, and then therefore they'll they'll likely, you know, raise that if if this occurs. Another thing now with, you know, social media um, and and other things becoming more pertinent, patients have pretty high expectations, um, especially for, you know, aesthetic treatments. Um, And they they are seeing, you know, people on Instagram post very good cases, their best cases almost, but they may be not appreciating that these are their best cases. And not every case that this dentist will, will, will deliver is necessarily going to be to that standard. Um, So, it's all like, very important for us to try and um, limit or, or at least, you know, give them a realistic appreciation of um, what is likely to be achieved. Um, aside from this, I think a major one is, is record keeping. Yeah. Um, dental notes within the industry is, is something which is you know, very, very important. And a lot of the litigation cases are because of improper um, record yeah. keeping. 
or insufficient record keeping. You can, in fact, be pulled up for other things. The patient complaint can be about something completely different, but then they will, the GDC will look at your notes. And if your notes are not up to scratch, you're in trouble. And obviously, this is difficult to do because you're seeing a lot of patients in practice. It's very stressful mm-hmm. as it is. You've got people waiting in the waiting room. Um, you know, you've, you're running into your lunchtime trying to write up these very, very thorough notes. Um, and inevitably, you're going to miss things out. And if you miss if you miss little details out, those are the things that can crop up and, and you know, you can get done for. Um, so this is a, another major one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just before we go on to talk about um, clinical note-taking and record-keeping in a bit more detail, um, what methods can dentists use to reduce their stress and fear of litigation? So any coping mechanisms? I mean, I, I'm not sure that that we're necessarily the best place to be um, to be offering guidance yeah. or advice because we're not in practice yet. So we haven't really come up against this, um, you know, for, for ourselves. Mm. We haven't experienced it ourselves. Um, so a lot of what we might say might be a bit naive. I think that this because it is such a, a massive thing. I'm sure that a lot of dentists have tried many things uh, with varying mm. success, depending on you know your personality and whatever. Um, but rather than you know the fear of litigation and coping with that stress i think we can speak to more of you know while at university staying on top of things um with all our other commitments and other bits and bobs how do we manage that um for me it's always been sport i've 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 been you know i've loved sport i've always loved um you know getting out on the pitch and, and letting it all go there because it's a great great way to blow off some steam um so find something that you enjoy doing hobby or whatever it is and and make sure you factor that in and allow time for that because otherwise you can get bogged down just you know going for mm. deadlines and, and other bits and bobs that you've got going on you need to, i know that's quite quite personal right now you've carved out an hour every time for this podcast mate I'm straight back to the end <laughs> have to yeah. look at them first <laughs> Yeah, I think perhaps adding adding to that answer, I think um, just ensuring like dental schools, ensuring that there's proper, um, you know, modules or teaching regarding Mm. um, litigation and and, you know, stress management as well, per se. Um, I think that's probably another big one, because if we're educated from whilst we're at dental school, we can hopefully take some of those skills and and coping mechanisms into our Mm. practice. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, I think uh, you know, I think we've got we've got a very interesting thing that we want to have a little chat about now. So Tane was yeah. kind of elaborating on you know clinical note taking being quite a large portion of um, you know quite a large source of, of litigation risk. So you know we've we've heard about this interesting uh, new development in the in this scene, which is really really fun because we we just had an episode on AI. But um, yeah, something called TapNote. So Tane, can you tell us a little bit about TapNote, please? So what TapNote is, um, is essentially a AI note-taking software slash app, uh, which is designed to tackle the issues that we just talked about. So with note-taking, I mean, it's the biggest source of litigation in, in, in the UK. Um, so record-keeping, it's, to, to protect yourself, you need to be very, very thorough. But the issue is, because you're in such a stressful environment in practice and such a fast-paced environment in practice, Often you don't have the time to be very thorough with your yeah. notes, or if you do, you can have a backlog of patients in the waiting room, or you're going to run into lunchtime, or you're going to run in, you know, late uh, at the end of the day. I met a dentist the other day who 
finishes um, seeing patients at five every day but doesn't leave until seven and they're not a practice owner they're an associate so they spend two hours at the end of each day writing up their notes now if you think about it if you've seen x number of patients throughout the day when you get to the end of the day and you're sitting there and you have time to finally write up your notes how much of the details are you actually going to mm. remember of every single case less less than you know 40 percent 50 percent or whatever it is so it leaves you open or at risk of missing things out and then if you are ever looked into and your notes are you know in improper uh, or not thorough enough then you're, you're open for litigation so that's one uh, element that we're trying to solve the tap note and secondly uh, we want note taking to be much faster if you think about the most time consuming part of every dentist day it is taking notes so we want to allow you to take notes very very quickly but also make sure that they're bulletproof bulletproof from a litigation mm. standpoint um, how we do that is by allowing you to tap through buttons and click through diagrams rather, rather than having to type notes up um, and it's all built on a AI backend on a, a backend which has a dental neural network um, which will suggest you know um, treatment options diagnoses uh, special tests that you should be doing to make sure that your notes are very very thorough so it prompts you to cover all bases I would also suggest to you what the likely diagnosis is diagnosis is um, to make sure you're getting that correct. Um, because another issue was that from a clinical you know, competency standpoint was that people were getting the wrong diagnosis. Um, if, if you, I can't remember who said this, but if you uh, present you know, a patient to 10 different dentists, um, you might get 10 different treatment yeah. plans, but you should always have t- the same diagnosis for all of them. Uh, and if we're not, then that's an issue. So TapNote is going to step in and, and solve that also. That is amazing because, like you said, reducing the note-taking time, um, making the notes legally sound, and offering like all treatment options. Like it covers every base, um, and because of the AI aspect of it, it's always like getting smarter and and taking up more knowledge. But there's one point um, that I think that it might be potentially useful for as well, and that's communication between the dentist and the patient. Um, I think I think these AI technologies are so important, um, are becoming increasingly important in aiding communication between the patient and yourself. Because like you said, gives you all the treatment options, all the advantages, disadvantages perhaps, and, and you can kind of convey that to the patient a bit more clearly in lay terms. Um, so yeah, but a bit about um, when, when, so when was it developed and who was it developed by? So this uh, tap note was developed by Bryant Dental. So it's our, our latest um, endeavor. It's been in the pipeline for for a couple, about eighteen months, okay. say, um, prior prior to us actually having um, a prototype, which we released to a few people um, about six yeah. months ago. Um, so it was developed by by our team. So we're all most of us are in the dental industry. At least the core team is, and then we have a team of developers who are extremely talented. Um, who have who have built the the actual technology, but it's been built by dentists for dentists. Nice. And um, is there any other app out there, you know, quite like Tapnote, or is it like the only thing in in the field? So taking notes more effectively or more quickly has been a need yeah. for a long time, and people have been crying out for it. Um, so it's definitely not it's not a new concept in that you know we want to speed up note taking and, and make notes more thorough. 
Where Tapnote is different is that it's far more interactive and far more AI-based. It, it's true AI, essentially. Um, so it really has a proper dental neural network built into the background, uh, which has been you know, manually inputted by clinicians. Um, so all of the interrelationships um, between you know, different, different factors are all accounted for. Um, so it's a lot more interactive in that the software is actually going to suggest, okay, you put these symptoms in, this is what it's likely to be. Make sure you do this special test. If this special test comes back with this result, this is the like one of the likely diagnoses, um, and then it will you know rank them for you as well. So it's it's almost like a crutch for us to mm-hmm. lean on to make sure that we're covering everything. Um, some people might say, oh, but then are we not using our clinical judgment? Are we relying on the software? Well, no. Um, you are always we all you're always advised to use your own clinical judgment. Or well, that should almost be um, that. That's the caveat, really. You have to be using your, mm, yeah, um, you yeah, have yeah. to be using your clinical judgment. But the software is there to help you. So the software will suggest things to just to prompt you and, and push you in the right direction to make sure that you're considering everything that you should be considering, and you're inputting everything that you should be inputting. Um, a great thing about Tapnote is we mentioned, you know, um, communication with patients. Yeah. Now, one of the most time-consuming elements of dental note taking is the further discussion. Uh, because you need to define, you know, every diagnosis that you've come up with. Um, you need to define every treatment modality that you've offered to the patient and the risks and benefits of each. Well, Tapnote does that automatically for you, um, and it's not just um, it's not just a set template. It's all very very specific to the exact tooth. Um, so it's tooth specific, it's site specific, uh, it's symptom specific. It also links in your social history, your medical history, your dental history, and all of that is. Um, tailored for the patient using the AI in your further discussion. So when yeah. you just click one button, everything that you need to the pa- patient needs to know to provide informed consent is there, and you just have to read it out to the patient, um, and then they'll have all of the full information to be able to to give consent for the treatment. And also, this is linking to um, consent forms, which will be directly sent to the patient, um, and they can fill it in and they can have all of that information ready for them. Um, so that there is, you know, no way that they're not provided the full information prior to treatment. So, mm. so it's bulletproof, like you said, then, like 100%. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want to take out all of the stress for the dentists. So yeah. all you have to worry about is just the clinical work. You don't need to worry about thorough note-taking or anything like that because just by clicking buttons and diagrams, um, it will be done. And because it's so interactive and so user-friendly, your nurse can very, very easily do it. Mm. And all you have to do is just flick over it at the end. Yeah, mm. interesting. All right, so that's it's a pretty exciting development. On to the penultimate question, um, kind of looking ahead to the future. How successful do you think Tafnote will be in the future? Yeah, I mean, for us, the, the main aim here, really, our company-wide mission is to facilitate excellent dentistry. Yeah. Um, and how do we do that? By allowing dentists to do what they're great at, which is dentistry, right? So we want to remove all of the other stresses. Um, so I think it's a big enough issue where if we, you know, approach it in the correct way, it should be it should be uh, something that we, you know we we will be able to tackle um, because we've got such a large community of dentists that we work with. Um, they are constantly offering inputs and helping us, you know, steer this in the direction that they want it to go into. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, we're building it for dentists. So we need we we're working very closely with our with you know we've got close to about five hundred dentists um, who are you know using it consistently, um, 
we're, we're working very, very closely with them to make sure that this is exactly what they want and it's solving the issues that we set out to achieve. Um, so I think, you know, within a couple of years time, um, it should be, you know, something which is used very, very consistently um, across the board. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of dentists who've been practicing for quite a while who've got their set methods, uh, they've got their set templates. Yeah. Um, but for us, you know, younger dentists, AI, um, not just within dentistry, but, you know, in the world, is it, going to be a massive, massive thing. So um, why should we, you know, lag behind and allow dentistry, the dental, the dental profession to lag behind um, in that respect? So I think it's great for us um, to be able to, to start using it while we're at dental school, um, because later on, once we're in practice in a couple of years time, it will probably be the norm. Yeah, just kind of second nature, pretty much. But no, interesting. We're excited to mm. see um, the the future of Tapno and then how it develops. It's like I said, it's an exciting development, and we're grateful that you've uh, given us some more information on it. All right. So on to the final question. We like to ask every guest. Uh, it's nothing to do with litigation. Um, it's just <laughs> your 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 one main tip that you would give to any aspiring um, dental applicants at the moment. So anyone thinking of applying to dental school, what's the biggest like tip or piece of advice you'd give to them? I mean, after listening to this podcast, they probably don't want to apply anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think um, knowing your why is is pretty important. Mm. Um, if I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, get pushed into uh, certain certain professions, you know, medical, dental, engineering, based on you know parents' expectations or um, because it's you know vocational. Uh, but really, uh, it, it's a five year degree, firstly, and then you're committing to lifelong learning beyond that. Yeah. So if you don't want to do this, you need to know pretty early on. Don't get pushed into it. Um, really, really think about you know why why it is that you want to do dentistry, um, because if you're passionate about it, then great you can you you'll have a great time doing it. You'll have a great time with dental school. You have a great time out in practice, fantastic. But if you're in it for the wrong reasons, eventually you'll get found out. And I mean, because of the the work that I do, I meet a lot of dentists and I have conversations mm. with a lot of dentists um, throughout the week. Um, and the number of dentists not just the number, but the, the proportion of dentists that I've spoken to who are not that happy with being in the profession or, or looking to reduce their clinical days is quite big. So to those mm. applicants who are considering it, make sure you know um, really well, you know yourself and you know why you want to do this. And if it lines up, go for it. You'll have a fantastic time doing it, but be cautious about getting into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sound. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect piece of advice. So, uh, yeah, I think that concludes the episode. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on, Tane. Uh, we look forward to having you again um, in the future. <laughs> but uh, it's been yeah. great, great to great to speak to you guys. Thanks for thanks for putting this on. You guys are doing great work. You know, spreading awareness on multiple multiple topics. Um, so, you know, thank you very much for your hard work. No worries, and uh, thank you to our listeners and watchers for. Um, tuning in to the You Know The Drill podcast. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Um, it's also called You Know The Drill podcast. The link is in our Instagram bio and in the episode description below. Yes, and to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with all of things to do with our podcast, make sure you follow us at You Know The Drill podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And again, don't forget about the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Peace out.